0: Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Song Ranting Podcast, where I answer songwriting-based questions taken from social media, my mailing list, as well as my private coaching clients and students. And speaking of that, today's episode is a continuation of a conversation between myself and a client, where we have been discussing the process of songwriting and more specifically, what I typically start with in the process. So if you want to hear more about that, go check out episode 11. But Today, we go down the rabbit hole and explore various ways to get inspired when we feel like we've hit a wall creatively. So we're exploring different perspectives on things. In addition to addressing the most excellent question of how do I find chords under a melody, The rest of the episode revolves around being able to take some time and consciously observe your songwriting habits. So this is an opportunity to see if you can look at things in a different way. And again, inspire some new ideas. And speaking of that, if you're having any trouble with getting started or even finishing your own music, I just wanna point you towards my free songwriting checklist. It is a short PDF and it's just a list of simple steps that you can take to go from having no idea to starting your next song within the next 15 minutes or so. It's a really, really quick read and my clients have been getting some great results with it. So grab that for free at the link in the description if you're watching on YouTube or head to fastermusiccreation.mykajabi.com slash song ranting if you're listening in Apple Podcasts. So let's get into it let's talk about what you do when you're writing because I have talked way too much um but when you are sitting down to write a song and you're just focusing on the music do you always write with the same instrument
1: yes most of the time yeah I always start off with the guitar because that's like the only instrument that I like I know how to play like really well
0: okay makes total sense right I recommend you start by writing something on an instrument that you don't know how to play very well. Okay. Yeah. It might sound weird, but what's cool about it is it really will encourage you to get creative it, because you're so limited in your ability to, to come up with something that therein lies the challenge where it's just like, okay, how do I come up with something that, you know, I don't not like, how do I come up with something that sounds good to me? Uh, it's also very refreshing too to get it like a completely different perspective on that sort of stuff. Like, uh, what instruments do you have access to? Do you have a piano at home or anything like that? A piano. Yeah.
1: A tune piano, but it's a piano.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Like th- I would go with it and yeah. just, yeah, even piano. if it's like one finger, that's about the, the extent of my technical ability on the, on the piano. Even if it's just one finger, try to see if you can just punch out a melody then bring that melody over to the guitar. Then see if you can fit chords underneath. Oh my God,
1: that's that's the hard part. Cause with that new song that I recorded with my bandmate, she had come up with like a melody. She like wrote the whole song and she had a melody, but she had no chords. So she had enlisted my help as our resident best guitar player of the band. to like, help me figure out this chord. Let me, I'm just gonna grab my guitar real fast. Yeah. Cause we were trying to figure out the chords and it was like kind of difficult. And then we were also trying to figure out how to do like a key change or something for the chorus. Mm-hmm. And so she had like come up with some things, like it started off with a it was so difficult to figure out because um because then because this was the verse. Is it here all angled? Mm-hmm for the pre-chorus we go to c
0: that's what i thought okay that's what i was gonna say yep for the good good like
1: for the chorus we were she wanted to have like a key change so we were trying to figure out all these different kinds of keys or whatever and then um we didn't know if we wanted to start on this and then go to f or whatever somehow we managed to to go to g minor
0: yeah you could start on f and then go to g minor
1: and then it was Back to G.
0: So the melody is already written for that part? Yeah. But is then there a recording this... of that?
1: Yeah. We like recorded this already. I'm just talking about like oh, why cool. it, okay like, okay Okay. Okay, a little bit of to know if you a like a faster way to do it. Because it a just of a lot of like playing chords until we found one that fit. And then she a bit a chromatic bit that ended up being like. It took us forever to figure out this note in the chromatic section. Mm-hmm.
0: Here. What's that's
1: a A7. Yeah. The strings as if they were plucked from your artificial that artificial. And it's like artificial. Then hmm How do you like how do you find chords with a melody? Right. Without having to like take hours.
0: Well, that really all comes down to how well you know your key signatures, right? So that comes down to ear training, and if you if your hands know your chords really well, it's really just a process, and and it takes time. It just takes time to develop. But with that skill, you will be able to find the chords faster. So that's the no, long way of saying like there is no shortcut. That said, I mean, I don't know if this takes. Less time or not, but sometimes I'll take a melody and I'll analyze it and I'll just see like what notes make up the melody. And then I'll see what scales those notes fit. That makes sense. And then I'll actually go from there. I don't know if that's faster necessarily, but it is extremely helpful. Here's how I actually organize it I organize them in alphabetical order. That's super helpful to start out with. (laughs) Because if you can do that, then it's going to fit a certain scale pattern, no matter what, because every scale fits um in alphabetical order so if you can you know organize them in that fashion it'll help you to deduce to deduce it's tough to say um what scale the melody is derived from and then from there you can figure out what chords you know are associated with that scale and then you can start testing things out i think it might save a little bit more time than just kind of like you know what's is it this one is it this one is it this one do you have any more examples like of of or was it just that song
1: well i was i was working like this thing that i was just been playing just now because i asked a friend to give me some of like their favorite chords and they said i forget what chord this is but this one
0: uh, that's a that's a b flat major seven
1: Major seven. I mean I have, I'm have playing with like the capo on it so.
0: yeah the shape is A major 7 but
1: A major 7 alright what well, was that chord so they told me to play that um and then I was trying to figure out where like cause I I'm I'm bad I like playing I like remembering what chord shapes are which and like what chords are in which keys So I just kind of play and then I figure out like where does this like lead me to and then I just find and then from whatever that note is I just try to figure out the chord that goes over it which was a B minor I think
0: Actually, this would be C minor. Okay, so I just wanted to break in real quick to explain for the podcast crew out there what's going on. So if you're watching this on YouTube, feel free to skip ahead. But if you want some extra explanations to the visual references in the video, stay put. So, Mar started out with playing a B flat major seven chord, right? And decided to use the note F at the beginning of the melody. Here's a B flat major seven. Now, if we break down what makes up a B flat major 7 chord, we'll see that it's made up of the notes B flat, D, F, and A. So, it makes total sense that Mars Note Choice sounds good over this particular chord since there's an F baked right into the B flat major 7. Now, a cool thing to explore would be to try out using D or A or even B flat to construct more melodies over this chord but Marr instead chose to allow the F note to pull towards a G, and then from there deduce that C minor sounded best under that particular note, G. This is what I'm talking about right here. So C minor sounded best under the G note. And if we break down a C minor chord, we'll see that it's made up of the notes C, E flat, and G. And they sound like this. C, E flat, and G. I bring all of this up because Mar initially asked how to find chords under a melody, but is already doing this without realizing it, perhaps, and I just wanted to point this out just to see if you resonate with this at all. Do you happen to do this and don't even realize it? Because it's just, it's kind of a testament to how cool our intuition is, where, you know, if we have familiar chord shapes or like familiar hand positions, something feels right under our hands, it allows us to pay attention to that without even really realizing that we are. Anyway, just wanted to point that out, I think it's super cool. Let's get back to it.
1: Well, then after that C minor, I wanted another chord, which in my ear would have been By no.
0: the way, there's a good chance that you're in the key of B flat major because the that's the second chord right after that is a minor chord. So this is a good chance. So that's either going to be, so that B flat major seven is either going to be the one chord or it's going to be the five chord. This chord. But it sounds to me like that's the focal point. So it's it's probably the one chord.
1: Okay. See, I wouldn't like I wouldn't have known that this could potentially be like a five chord.
0: Right. And that's where knowing like you know, your scales and understanding your diatonic harmony, where it's like major, minor, minor, major, major, minor, diminished, right? Because you have that major, minor, minor, major, major, minor. Just being aware of like, oh, that next chord is a minor chord. And it's a whole step away too. That's the important thing to to understand as well, is that whole step away from that major chord, that would make it one of two things. And really it all depends on what the next couple of chords are as well. It would definitely be way more obvious if that A major uh, seven was just an A7. I mean, memorizing all this, the major minor minor, major major minor diminished. And if you're really stuck, use that scale if you have an idea of what key it might be in and you have a couple of chords use that scale and see where those chords would fit in that scale where it would fit in that key that's super helpful and then another approach too would just be to take the melody itself organize the notes in alphabetical order see what scale that would fit whether it's a major scale whether it's a minor scale maybe it's a pentatonic scale maybe it's the hirajoshi scale whatever (laughs) Anytime you start playing a chord and trying to make a song out of it, like recognize your default setting when it comes to the, the the rhythm and the meter and see if you can interrupt yourself briefly and just see like, well, what would this sound like at a four four or what would it sound like in another meter?
1: How do you play seven eight?
0: So seven eight is, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So you can group notes, you can break things up in different note groupings. Do you know that song Subdivisions from Rush?
1: I think I've heard it or you've played it for me before.
0: Yeah, I mean, the way that they group it is one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, three, but they're only accenting on the ones of each thing. So it's like, you know, one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, one, two, three. You could just go one two three four five six seven one two three four five six seven one two three four five six seven one two three four five six seven. 2 could do that if you wanted to but they have decided to like just accent okay. the one on each grouping so one yeah. two one two one two three, or you could do one two three one two, or you could do one two one two three one two know like 1 after a while it just like well
1: weird to play
0: yeah try to go like this 1 2 1 say it out loud One two one two one two three one two one. Two, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, one. That's go. so weird. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It can be a great way to like create some like really tense verses. And that way you open up to a four, four chorus and it's like, whoa, you want to go overkill? Do like, you know, <laughs> uh, seven, seven, four or seven, eight verses in a minor key. And then you do a four-four course in its parallel major key. I'm oh really- gonna <laughs>
1: try that. That sounds really fun. To like try to figure that out.
0: Do it. I will. Do it and let me know what you come up with because that yeah, I haven't done that yet. So I'd be very interested in hearing how that goes. All right, there you have it. Thanks so much for watching or listening wherever you are. And if you've made it this far, I I want you to take some action on this. I want you to take a minute, take out your phone or a piece of paper and just sit down and take stock of your songwriting habits. And a good place to start might be to ask yourself some questions like, do I always write with the same instrument? What's an instrument that I don't know how to play very well? And can I come up with something using it? The answer, by the way, is is yes. No matter what your level is on on an instrument, you can use those limitations as a strength and just come up with something. That's what I try to do anytime I'm bored with playing guitar or anything like that. I always think like, well, what's an instrument that I don't know how to play very well or at all? And can I make something that is interesting to me out of it, right? Try that out. Another question would be, What keys do I typically write in, right? Do I typically start in the same key? If so, what are some keys that I've never explored? Very simple, but it's important to kind of flesh out these ideas just so you can kind of see it on paper and so it's not in your head anymore. Another question would be, Do I typically start writing in the same meter or tempo, right? If you're always writing in 4-4, try something in 6-8 or get, you know, extra spicy with something like 5-8 or 7-8 or 9-8 if you want to get even crazier, things like that. Another question would be, do you typically write music with a straight feel, right? Just kind of like, like, like a car blinker, right? Maybe try something out with like a swing feel, things like that. And if you're still scratching your head and you're just trying to figure out where to begin with all this stuff, grab the free songwriting checklist at the link in the description below if you're on YouTube or head to fastermusiccreation.mykajabi.com slash song ranting, right? It serves as a guide and it's going to help walk you through step by step what you can do. So thanks again for watching. And I really hope you take some action with this. My hope is that you become a little bit more aware of your own writing process and you can start to ask yourself these types of questions in order to change your perspective. And by the way, once you find out these answers for yourself, drop me a comment and let me know if you're watching on YouTube. I would love to hear about your habits and just your own process with all this sort of stuff. So thanks again.